We welcome you to another edition of Solace, Soul Plus Grief. I'm Candy Lucas, your host. When we started this ministry, we'd hoped to reach those who were grieving and accompany them on their journeys with prayers, reflections, scripture, and other writings that could lead them more easily on their grief journeys. We're brought to you by Catholic cemeteries in the Diocese of San Jose. Remember, you're always welcome in our circle of healing love and support. Today, my sister continues her story about the loss of her granddaughter, Caitlin. As she speaks, you can see where grief and God step in. This episode is dedicated to Cindy with love. This is Norman Fisher's translation of the 23rd Psalm. You are my shepherd. I am content you lead me to rest in the sweet grasses, to lie down by the quiet waters, and I am refreshed. You lead me down the right path, the path that unwinds in the pattern of your name. And even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are with me, comforting me with your rod and your staff, showing me each step. You prepare a table for me in the midst of my adversity and moisten my head with oil. Surely my cup is overflowing and goodness and kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and in the long days beyond. I will always live within your house. Amen. And how was Randy at that time? She had spent, and they were at that point, they were all kind of consoling me. It had kind of crossed over. So she'd been, she'd had 24 hours at this point to just come to grips with it. And she wasn't to grips with it, but she was kind of past this initial shock stage. Well, and the other thing that morning when I went in, we'd been in the living room for a while and her, she had three other kids and they woke up and came out. And Christopher was probably three, and he saw all the people in the house, and he smiled like, yay, we got company. They had no clue what was going on and still were young enough. But later years, the older daughter, who was five at the time, didn't. she was upset that Randy didn't wake her up and tell her what was going on. But that's looking back. You know, now she know. But the, and the other one was just a year old, so he had no concept of anything. So... 
that's kind of how that all came about. So then the funeral. She came back once that kind of had settled down, and then they picked the casket and did all the good stuff and had to pick a place to bury her because my mother is buried in that cemetery as well as my grandparents. But then Ryan's grandfather was buried there, and they had uh, three extra plots that they said they could use for her, or we had talked and we could bury her on top of my mother. And at the time, it was easier logistically to give her her own spot with the Ballou family as opposed to with my mother. It's not far. No, it's it's 100 yards maybe. Yeah, it's not far. So that's where she's at. So how was the next few days? The funeral was weird. The Again, because it's just all... Any funeral is hard because it happens so fast. You're putting together, I think, like in it to a wedding. You're trying to plan the event. And it was a sick event. But we, she, they did give her a day uh, to be with the body and hold her. And she napped with her on the couch. And they had a special room for mothers with babies. That That's at the funeral home. That's at the funeral home. So in between our meeting and the actual funeral, she had the day with, to be with the baby. Mm-hmm. And she'd had an autopsy, which I'm not sure Randy knew what all that entailed, but she was oozing by the end of the day because she'd been held so much and some of the makeup was coming. So they had a had put a stocking or cute little bon- or hat on her and stockings and an outfit that I had bought for her for that Christmas that had princess on it. And she had that outfit on. Um, and also I'm sure they're embalmed because she was, mm-hmm. it, she looked really cute, but she would like chubby round face as opposed to she had a more of elongated face, but she definitely was puffed up. And yeah, but not in an ugly way. It was really cute. Yeah. It's a Gerber baby cute. Yeah, baby. If you, yeah. And so at the funeral, then, Oh, so, um, I have a picture of her when Caitlin was born in the hospital where she's just on her sitting in a chair with her holding her up in her face when she was first born. And I have a picture of her doing the exact same thing with her at the cemetery holding her dead. And it, I mean, I can talk about it now like this because it's been this long. I don't know. I think I, I, every morning I woke up for probably three weeks just in tears because every morning it was just, I can't believe she's gone. I mean, just as, it was so bizarre that a perfectly healthy baby is not here and just for no reason she's just gone. And then I'd sit and think about Randy and what she'd had to face. And she woke up and, and, calling 911 and having to give her mouth to mouth and trying to get her back to life before she called me and then calling me and just saying she's dead, mom. And that's first thing you hear in the morning. It was just the whole thing was just shocked to the, yes, surreal. Did you talk to Randy during this period a lot or? Oh, yeah, I stayed at her. I was at her house all day, every day. We were there. I didn't stay overnight, but I was there probably at 8 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock at night. We were, I was, 
watching the helping with the other kids and doing food and just Andrea was out there too. So we were just doing as much as we could just staying with her. So she wasn't, now she wasn't alone, but we didn't want her to be alone without us. So we were out there quite a bit, especially that first week. I think we were out there every day, but just waking up every day here. Yeah. Well, I remember too that at the funeral then, and people were coming in, and I'd say, "You want to come and see her?" You know, at that point, I was like, "I'm sharing my grandbaby." I'd crossed over from that shock to, "This is my lovely granddaughter." Kind of a weird thing, and I'm people were like, "I don't really want to." I mean, they were they were not comfortable being at a baby funeral, and I had people that didn't come because they couldn't handle it, and I thought, "I can't handle it either," but I don't have a choice. And that was my response. Nobody can, you know, no, you put Nobody these, you don't get a choice. You just deal with what's coming at you. Yeah. So it was like, okay, whatever. But I do remember thinking that and they'd come in and, oh, do you want to see her? And they're, they're very hesitant to come up and see her. And she looks so cute. So it was a creepy, I'm sure they thought I had one screw loose, but it, except I remember Randy saying she's so cold, mom. From the Prophet And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, Speak to us of children. And he said, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. This has been another episode of Solace, Soul Plus Grief. Thank you for listening. To help support us, please subscribe at Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. I'm Candy Lucas, your host. Aftercare Coordinator at Catholic Cemeteries, Palliative Care Chaplain and Spiritual Director. You can reach us at the email or phone number in the show notes. Remember, be good to yourselves and go with God. Vaya con Dios.